0: A Woman's View with Amanda Dixon. A look at the news here at home and around the world, all from the perspective of women. Now, Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
1: Welcome to A Woman's View here on KSL News Radio. Such a pleasure this week to have Jeanette Bott with me on the program, President and CEO of the Utah Food Bank. Hello, Jeanette. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. It's good to see you. And good to have Trish Hatch with me as well, coordinator of the CASA program, court-appointed special advocate program who works with guardian ad litems. Trish, how are you?
0: I'm well. Thanks for having me, Amanda.
1: It's so good to see you. And to see Jeanetta Williams, who is the president of the Salt Lake Branch of the NAACP and NAACP Tri-State
0: Conference.
2: It's good to see you, Jeanetta. good to see you as well, Amanda.
1: Oh, what what a wonderful group to have today. I guess I want to start with This warning that I read from Governor Cox, who was, and he's talked about similar topics in the past, but here was the quote I wrote down because it really just stopped me. He said, we're either going to stop hating each other or start shooting each other. And in light of so many shootings as of late, I I thought more about the connection between hate and gun violence. And I see where he where he's going, and there seems to be wisdom in that that maybe we're not actively working on not hating or actively working on loving enough to counteract what we're seeing in gun violence. I don't know Trish, may I start with you on this what What comes to mind
0: oh gosh i i love I love this uh topic, and it's just been so fascinating. I think there are quite a few uh, leaders who are now recognizing the need to bring together the different political parties, take the political party out of church. David Brooks has a new book out on um, just creating a moral fabric. We creating moral fiber that we don't have that anymore. David Brooks goes through from 1945 on how the moral Fiber of our society sort of frayed and left us where we are now fascinating, but it's very much in line with what Governor Cox is saying. I don't want to be negative Nelly, but I see Governor Cox's will and his purpose and he's a terrific governor, but yet he makes decisions that continue to gerrymander our state that continue to make it not a two party state. So it's wonderful to disagree better, but there has to be compromises. Just can't We just can't talk about our differences and then have them go ahead and do what they want to do. You know, women's rights over their own body, that's another issue I have. So I feel slightly disingenuous, but I like the sentiment.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jeanette?
3: It was so interesting to me. We always talk about political parties and opinions, and we all seem to have something to say. But sometimes for me, because of how I look at people and how I serve them, we need to set aside a political designation. We need to set aside sometimes topics. And we need to remember that all of us are individuals and we're just people. We need to work together. You know, and what happened to treating people the way you want to be treated? What happened to teaching our kids the golden rule? You know, yeah. what happened to us recognizing that we're more important as the individual than we are as an opinion? And I see these topics and I see these conversations. We need to respect each other. We need to find that moral fabric again. Until we can bring that back and start to teach those basic, really simple, basic things in our homes, we're going to continue to have problems that I think are just staggering.
1: I love that you brought that up, Jeanette, because working with hunger, hunger knows no political party. There's, I mean, you're
3: right. And to me, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, or what you look like, or what you believe in. You know, and I'm so proud of the Utah Food Bank that we've always been so careful not to have any sort of judgment attached to the fact that if you're hungry, we'll feed you. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult sometimes as it is to say we try to be neutral. That's exactly what we try to be because we believe that everybody isn't deserving of that basic need. But what do you think, Janetta,
1: when you look at this?
2: What I'm seeing is that uh, years ago, in fact, over 30 years ago, the NAACP, we had a theme, and it was called Stop the Hate, Start the Love. And I still have that banner, because it is so true that we need to you know, start loving more and, and treat everybody with kindness and treat everybody with dignity. Uh, because, and respect as well, because uh, it goes a long way. We are a lot better, yes, than we were, you know, many years ago. But, you know, we've had so many of our rights taken away from us. Uh, you know, when we look at uh, parts of the Voting Rights Act, a portion of it stripped away, uh, Section 5, uh, when we look at the women's right to choose. So we're going backward. You know, it just seems like it's an uphill battle in a lot of these cases. And we you know, we want to continue to work together. And I think part of the the reason why I'm looking at it you know different ways is because we, we look at gun violence and every time there's a shooting, then they'll say, Well, we our prayers and thoughts go out to you. Well, prayers and thoughts are not gonna handle gun control. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have make sure that we can get uh gun control under control, and we need to make sure that if there's a person that has a mental illness. And the police have been told about this last person, you know, in Maine, and I can't say maybe nothing was done, but maybe not enough was done mm-hmm. to take that person's guns away, uh, especially knowing his background. So yeah. it need to just do a better job in in uh, handling gun control and make sure that, that we have family members that know you have problems. And this is what happened as well in this case. The, the family did go and say, you know, he has some problems. He goes to buy a silencer for that. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Uh, so it, it's incumbent upon family members as well to tell somebody about what's going on and, and look at the more of the states that have flag like laws.
1: Do you think if Maine had had a red flag law, those people would still be
2: alive? I, I really do. I, I think that, that they may have had a, a little bit more Maybe teeth in what they were trying to do. When you look at the red flag laws and saying, okay, who who am I going to tell? How am I going to tell? But then the police could have gone in there, got the guns, locked them up, and said, you know, for your own safety and the safety of others, we need to make sure that we can control these guns and make sure that they had all of them in their possession. So I think it's incumbent upon, you know, family members that they see these things happening and they see that there's uh, maybe out of control, they need to alert other folks that can go in and help.
1: I want to get your uh, take on this, Trish and Jeanette. I need to take a quick break, don't go away. Back in just a moment here on A Woman's View.